Jamie Montine, and this is my midlife crisis. Hello out there, and welcome to the Midlife Crisis Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Montine. This was kind of an idea, sort of a seed that was uh, planted a long time ago when uh, I was speaking to students at the time, and I used to go on these rants just in classrooms and just start talking about the actual industry of motion design and graphic design and film and advertising and all those different things. And I always have a few tips and tricks that would come across because I was actually doing the work. So I was teaching at the time, but at the same time, I was doing my own uh, freelance business. And so many of these tips and tricks were coming up and the students would just sit there and listen and they always seemed to enjoy the rant. Maybe a lot of them didn't, but uh, quite a few of them did. And this is what kind of sparked the idea. This is from five, six years ago when this first came up. And so I've always been kind of a chatty Cathy, and uh, this seems like the great, this seems like a great avenue to go down is to start a podcast. I have a lot of friends that are going through something very similar to myself. Uh, I'm I'm turning 40 in a month's time, and I've always been somebody who has a very, very positive outlook on life, uh, on career paths. You sort of set goals for yourself and uh, achieve them as time goes on, and I've been very, very fortunate to have had a lot of goals in the past and set my sights on them, and for whatever reason, it is hard work, but it's also luck and being in the right place at the right time, Um, a lot of perseverance with those things, but... Uh, I was able to hit every single one of them. Every, everything I've ever sort of put out on a list before the time I was 40, I've achieved, which is um, really interesting. I think a lot of people, if they think about it themselves, they'll realize that they've done the same thing. It's just they might have some more goals ahead of them that they're looking forward to, or they might be planning something in the next little while that is something new for them to achieve. For myself, it's a little bit different because I'm in the position that I wanted to be in just a few years back, and uh, it's an excellent position to be in. Uh, I'm a motion designer based in Ottawa, Canada, and I've been doing that sort of work for 17 years. Uh, I've worked on everything from TV shows to uh, film to uh, title sequences to advertising agency work to uh, all sorts of different artistic projects that come around. And um, I've been a teacher. That was a big goal of mine a long time ago. And uh, I think that really sparked a lot of ideas for me too. I just loved seeing people's eyes light up when you'd be talking about what they might be able to do in the future too. I've moved uh, to a lot of different cities with my wife as well. We've uh, we've been in a lot of different places. And during that time, we went after a lot of different things, uh, career-wise anyway, as well as we just wanted to live in a different sort of culture and see what it was like to uh, be in a different country for a couple of years or be in different cities for a few years and, and, and work on those high-caliber clients. Sometimes being in the right place at the right time just allows you to have opportunities like I always wanted to work with Disney and I got the opportunity to do music videos for Disney. I wanted to work with MTV. I got the opportunity to direct my own spot for MTV um, and be in touch with them for quite some time. Those were like some of the heavy hitters of of the time. I always wanted to work uh, on some shoe company work. I got to do stuff for Adidas. Uh, I always wanted to work with Cirque du Soleil. I got to do all that stuff. This is all these things I got to do 
because of the career path uh, I chose and the fact that we would just get up and we would move whenever we felt that things were getting stale. Um, there's so many more little things like that that came up. The last one that was really interesting for me was when I had the opportunity to work with two previous students of mine. They came up with the idea, it wasn't my idea, uh, of doing this collective motion design studio. I had the space for it and I was already doing freelance work uh, under a totally different name. And I already had uh, a list of clients and I was always quite busy with this. So I would be teaching for part of the time and I would be doing a lot of motion design freelance work for a lot of that time. It was quite a busy time actually. But these two guys were extremely talented and they had some experience. They had been out for like a year and a half, maybe two years at the time. And we got together kind of always thinking it would be cool to work with each other. And we had the opportunity to do that quite a few times before this actually turned into anything. But we created a, a motion design collective called Speakeasy. So the Speakeasy Collective. And the goal for that was trying to be you know, put uh, our names on the map. It was like trying to do stuff at a much higher caliber than what was already being done in the city. Now, there's some really, really good people in the city, so I'm, I'm not going to say anything poorly about them. They're very, very talented. But as far as the uh, studios that were doing the work, they weren't constantly getting the really high-level stuff. And in order to kind of keep pushing it, you needed to be around people they were, uh, you know, six, seven years, if not 10 years, my junior, but it, it kept me on top of myself. And I, I really loved the fact that they would push me because they were always bringing new ideas in and they were extremely talented, hardworking. You know, it's all the things that I love. I think we had something very special because we all had these creative minds that all kind of melded together and uh, would have very, we would create very distinctive looking work. So in a few years of working together like that, our, our client base is built up. We got better and better work. We got more noticed. We were getting you know interviewed. We were uh, starting to see our names on more of a world stage rather than a local stage. Uh, we were in the running with a lot of really top studios, which started feeling like, oh my God, we're going to make it. We're making it here. You know that was such a great uh, such a great time, and just. You know, towards the end of our collective, it was more, we were making different decisions. I definitely made a decision that uh, I wanted to go after something that was a little bit more secure because it had been years and years of doing freelance. And um, it was really, you know, it was really good in a lot of ways. But at the same time, my business skills were not as good as they could have been. And they're definitely not as good as they, or they were not as good as they would be now, um, just because I've learned so much more about business. But um, during that time, it was just starting to get tough because I had a young family. Um, my wife was uh, on maternity and she was uh, a photographer at the time. So it's not like it was uh, constant income all the time. It was more just constantly pulling in the work. So you're working nights and uh, weekends all the time telling friends, sorry, I can't, I can't, I can't, you know, because I'm always working. And I think that, that was also just because uh, I liked working at my own pace. I liked working, let's say, in the evenings or early mornings and uh, have something else to do during the day. I loved the freedom of that. There's, there's no question about that. I found that the freedom that it allowed for was tremendous. And uh, the guys that I was working with, those guys are awesome too. Like, it was probably one of the best times I've ever had in my life. But uh They've gone on to do great things too, you know. They've gone out on to just keep pushing the motion design in the realms that they're at. 
so that dream coming to fruition during that time when things started getting a little bit more hectic i started deciding i wanted to look in the ad world like i wanted to actually work uh possibly in an agency environment and one of my very very good friends was already at an agency and they had this opportunity that came up and he reached out to me saying usually people would ask to see if I knew anybody who'd be a good fit for them. But this time it was, yeah, yeah, how about me? I'd, I'd like to do that. And um, so the opportunity came and and thankfully for him, he put my name in and got me in touch with everybody and it all worked out. And then I became a motion designer in the same place that he's at. So that was a dream of both of ours to one day get the chance to actually work on a much more solid basis with each other because him and I had done quite a bit of freelance work before. We always pushed it with each other. So the the work that was always coming out uh, from the two of us as like a partnership was quite good. And I can only speak for myself, but anything I did with him would definitely push the level of my own stuff. And anytime he ever needed help, he knew he could count on, uh, he could count on me for anything, you know? So, and I think that the two of us together always did really, really nice work. So this opportunity comes up. And uh, I start working in an ad agency. And that was literally a goal. I wanted to do that. And the goal was actually to become a creative director at uh, an ad agency. And the reason why I thought that was a good move was because after having a business for years and years and always doing creative direction on all the projects and everything, I thought that I was a very good fit to become a creative director for an agency. Little did I know, over time, I realized that that job is quite a bit different from what I expected. Um, I'm not a, a creative director at the agency. Uh, I'm still in the on the video side entirely. So um, it, it's a little bit different from a creative director. The creative director is somebody who's always going to have like a direct client or direct clients. And the way that it works in my situation right now is I'm part of shared services. So we work for every single creative director and every client within the agency. And sometimes the opportunity comes up where you get to really push that creative and, and get to push the direction on it. But when the creative director for a specific client has an ask or a say in something, they really do get dibs on that because it's them, they're going to have to take the brunt of that if things don't go uh, well. Or say you want to be working on particle systems because that's what you're really into at the moment and you try to push that into a creative, that might work sometimes. But really, that's going to be the creative director who's going to have to take the fall if it doesn't go well. So I really didn't understand that at the start of it. I thought it was quite a uh, a simple thing to think of being like you have all this experience being a director and and uh, but never really agency side, you know. And then once you get into an agency, you realize that it, it's quite a different thing. So they're not doing just video; they're doing web and they're doing strategy and they're doing uh, campaign and they're doing all these different things where so many other people are involved and to become a creative director in that kind of environment you really have to know your stuff you have to be great on the writing side you have to be great on the design side you have to have a great eye for everything you have to have a good taste for video you have to have all these different things that puts it all together but you have to understand your client in and out whereas in the position right now as a shared service, I don't ever get the opportunity to get to know those clients in that kind of way. So I don't know the ins and outs and I don't know what has been said in the past. Like, So I don't really want to be in a position where I pitch something and it could possibly get somebody else in trouble because uh, I'm ignorant to the idea of what the back and forth has been with the client. 
So that being said, it's been uh, about three years at the agency, and I still hold that position. Uh, I, I work with a great team. It's a very small, streamlined team because we've kept it that way. There's a lot of talent on the motion design side. There's a lot of talent on the storytelling side. There's a lot of talent, period, within that. We're a group of five people, and I really enjoy the idea of leading this team because I think we've been getting along really, really well, and I think everybody's had an opportunity to do the kind of work that they want to do. And uh, I've enjoyed having the experience of being within an agency just to learn all the ins and outs of all the different processes and what all the other different jobs really mean. Um, and it's a great job. Very comfortable. You know, uh, high-level projects. Getting to travel for work a lot, which was another big dream of mine. And once you've done it a few times, you realize very quickly it kind of loses its luster, traveling for work, because you really are working the entire time. You don't see these places very easily. So anytime you're going to one of these spots, you might be able to go out and have a dinner in the city and check out a few of the... Uh, touristy things that you'd want to see but uh, for the most part you don't you're when you get on the ground you're working very very uh you're working very hard because you're paid to be there you know so that's been a really fun experience as far as that goes and uh to this point i've learned so much because of uh things that i was never really schooled in and i it never really fell into the kind of business that i do so i think it's been an invaluable experience so to anybody out there who's listening to this, I think by this point you'll think, well, it sounds like everything's going pretty good, which it really is. You know, uh, I think sometimes people complain for the sake of complaining, but I don't know what that next thing is. I don't know what that next goal is. Um, even though I've always had like lists of I'd love to do this and I'd love to do that. I'd love to go visit here. I'd love to try this food. I'd love to, you know, have this kind of experience. To this point, I've done everything, everything that's been on the list. And the whole idea of talking about the agency and all this stuff is that I'm in a very, very good position. You know, I, uh, I feel very valued. I do value the company that I'm with. It's a wonderful company. Um, honestly, probably the best experience I've ever had. But what's happening is I'm turning 40 very, very soon. And I'm looking for that next thing and the next thing doesn't mean leaving a job and starting something new or what what that is it's just that it it has to be what are the next goals what are the next sort of priorities you want to put out there uh to be honest actually doing this right here which is episode one of this podcast this is one of those goals i'm doing stuff like this so that i can keep busy and keep being creative and seeing if it uh and seeing if other people will even be interested in listening to this uh, I I just that's how I consume almost everything now. I listen to podcasts more than I watch TV or listen to most music, but I find that that's been something that has also created these questions. So when you're hearing about people doing their own thing and they're chasing these dreams and they're just putting it out there, uh, I see a lot of positive benefits, uh, and I see them seeing themselves in a very very positive light rather than being a cog in the wheel somewhere. And even though I'm saying cog in the wheel somewhere, that's not how I feel about my current situation. It's just that I love the idea of freedom. And I'm trying to figure out how to create more freedom for myself. And that could be 
doing podcasts, doing YouTube videos, just kind of putting your opinions out there and seeing if there's anybody else who's interested in uh, having some sort of conversation with you over this. This first podcast is it might actually happen a couple times. I might have a few uh, podcasts where I just rant, have some things on my mind and want to rant to, to anybody who's listening just about some thoughts and feelings. My intention is to get some friends in here and have interviews. I know so many interesting people and they all have different stories. And I'm not going to be grilling them on, are you happy? Is everything going well in work? It's not going to be like that at all. It's the people that I choose to have on here are friends and acquaintances and maybe some friends of friends who can put them in touch with me. I want to do it live so it's like we're together and we can have a conversation rather than over Skype or over the internet, even though that'll, that'll work out okay too. Um, but I just want to ask them the question too. Like, So what have you done? What have you learned? And what's next for you? That's the big, big question for me because that might inspire me a little bit more too to find out what those next avenues are or hopefully they see something like this and this might inspire them too. Just like I'm hoping this will inspire you listening to just get your thoughts and opinions out there. There's going to be other people that you find that will think similarly to you and possibly different to you but that we might all learn from each other with this. So if you're interested in hearing from the ad agency world and the film world and uh, the broadcast world and content creators and just some business owners and just really interesting people. Some people will be weirdos for sure, but that's uh, that'll make for a really interesting conversation as well. And if they're comfortable enough to sit with me for a little bit and we'll chat, these might turn into like one hour, two hour podcasts. They might be really fun, but I think you will learn a lot because I'll ask questions that are very like what's been the hardest time for you if you started your own business? Have you ever felt like you were going to lose everything? Have you ever been in a situation where you made very big mistakes? Can we talk about what those mistakes are? You know, stuff like that. I think a lot of people can learn from this if they're interested in listening because I'm going to be totally transparent with you. I've got lots and lots of stories about mistakes in the past, but that is really important. It's so important to sort of own up to those. You know, the, some are really, really simple mistakes. Some are big, big mistakes, you know. And uh, But the thing is that I've lived through all of it. I've never, I'm still here. I'm still doing this stuff. So um, even with those mistakes, you can learn a lot. So this is the point where I'm going to say, thanks so much for listening to this. Uh, I really appreciate anybody taking the time to uh, hear me out. I guarantee that I will be having some really interesting people come and have conversations with me. So if this is something that interests you, uh, please uh, subscribe to this. And uh, I'm going to try to put out as much content as I can. I'd love to build this into something really nice. And if you're somebody who wants to tell me about your crisis, I'm more than happy to listen to you. So I really, really appreciate you listening. Thanks so much. Thanks so much.